Welcome to the Blair Society Podcast, where we speak about pop culture from a black nerd perspective. Welcome, everybody, to the Blurred Society. I'm your host, Gussie J, with Eric J. And we will be talking about, for today's episode, we will be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, episode five, which recently just came out. Okay? We have a special guest on the line as well, uh, my good friend, Dave. Uh, Yeah, so welcome to the quick podcast we had here. We're going to do our take on the episode. Uh, First, I'd like to say that I have been really enjoying the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, series so far. It's been amazing. Um, from the opening credits or the opening intro with Sam uh, doing his one mission to uh, rescue mission, um, I was hooked from that point. Oh, you mean the Michael Bay uh, episode? Everything blew yeah, up. Well, <laughs> Michael Bay, uh, this, it, that, and that's where they catch you. <laughs> you thought that it was going to be like uh, an episode where it's like action, 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 action. But they drew you in with that. That was 15 to 20 minutes of action um, in the first half hour. And then they went into a real, realistic portion of conversating you, you, where you had to find out that Sam can't get a loan <laughs> at a bank. Um, that there are real issues. Like they, they're struggling. Uh, Bucky is still struggling with PTSD. Um, he's having, he's trying to, to avenge or amend some of his past criminal activity. I mean, how, that he how wild is it that Sam, someone who is a known Avenger who saved the world can't get a bank loan? That's crazy. <laughs> but he is black. So it, 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 the fact that Disney went this route to say, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Even with him being an Avenger, and he has the fame, he still can't get a bank loan in America. Because even though his parents and his his family's been working with the bank, or have been taking loans with the bank, and been giving the bank business for years and generations, still can't get a loan because corporate America says when people disappear, um, they're not entitled to get loans because where are they going to get their income from, Mm -hmm. right? So it's just wild that they even when they're supposed to give you a loan or when they're supposed to be helping you out, they'll find a way to say, no, we're not going to help you out. Right. Corporate America is going not to help you out. All right. And I, but uh, I, that's besides. I think they, they did a good job of um, showing two two different attitudes towards the bank through Sam and Sam's sister. Where Sam's sister knows from the get-go that their chances of getting the loan is an uphill battle. Where Sam is still hopeful. is like, I've done enough in the world. I've had enough uh, goodwill in the cash. Maybe we can get a loan, right? And it's pretty similar to how black people feel as a whole whenever 
they approach the bank for these kind of things. Granted, Sam works for the government, right? And that rescue mission, oh, I I don't know if it's goodwill that they're doing, because he mentions goodwill with the Avengers. But if he's working for the government, that rescue mission alone, he should have made bank. Like that should have been a good, cool one hundred thousand, easily. Okay. For all the work that he's doing to rescue one person, <laughs> like to fund the excursion, I get it. The government has to pay for that, but he's putting his life on the line as a solo dolo adventurer to pick up this one guy, and he's taking on a whole army. Okay. There's got to be some kind of compensation. Well, are the wings right? And he mentions, he mentions that he has contracts, right? He has contracts that have been that he's going to get paid for. So I don't see why they're like, where's your source of income? Unless those contracts are basically just like, oh, I'm helping these people out and I'm not getting paid for it, which doesn't make sense. Hmm. Well, then why bother mentioning them, right? But there's something you, right. you yeah. also have to take in the fact that he's running around with Stark Tech and he has to probably pay for his own repairs there too. Right? So... Uh, I, I'm pretty sure a good portion, like he shot missiles from his, from his wing, from his uh, what was it called, Red Wing? Red Wing. Right. The, you gotta you gotta pay for that ammunition, right? So, I mean, they could have paid him a thousand, a hundred thousand. How much is a missile? He shot like five. That's true. Yeah, yeah. he did take out a lot. <laughs> Anyways, well, let's get back to uh, episode five. Uh, this episode was called Truth. Uh, it looks like it was a, uh, a callback to the Captain America Truth, Red, White, and Black, uh, which was a comic book that explained the story of Isaiah Bradley, the first black Captain America. Um, this, scene, the, this, this, this episode opens up with John Walker right after he has done what he does he's done uh murdering um one of the flag smashers in broad daylight execution yeah. style yeah and he is booking it he is running he looks like he's a criminal running and he has basically he goes into a breakdown and he sees visions of lamar hopkins uh battlestar in his head and I think it's a moment where he's using Lamar's voice in his head to calm him down at that point. And we see that he is losing it, but eventually he snaps out of it and says, time to go to work, which is Lamar's um, crutch phrase for him. Time to do the work. Let's go. And he's ready to go back into action. He's already compartmentalized it, put it back in his head. Everything's going to be okay, and he's ready to go. And then we have the altercation between Sam, Bucky, and John Walker. What did you think of that? <laughs> uh, it's been a long time coming. The fans, at this point, bef- okay, before this episode, it was a lead up to where is John Walker a good guy? Is not? And as especially for this, the episode before this one, you start to see the chinks in his armor. 
and the problem the problematic characteristics of his behavior so by the time you get to this point you are right there ready to beat him along with sam and and uh the winter soldier so when they finally when bucky and sam finally catch up to him and try to take the shield away uh he's there he's saying you guys don't want to do this and literally the whole like i think everyone who's ever watched that part is almost this at the same time as bucky says it yeah we do because at that point you've had it with him so uh really good writing on that on that uh aspect but uh the fight there i felt it was pretty decent um it went the way i expected it to where um sam was a helping factor to bucky in taking him down instead of sam uh basically beating him one-sidedly because he is a super soldier now and sam is not and as great as sam is he will get overwhelmed if it's a one-on-one fight so having bucky there to help him out was great and you get this well it is uh, 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 again like again it is a nod to the john walker in the comic books as well because even captain america steve rogers says that john walker has better hand-to-hand combat than him more strength and it's not easy for him to beat john walker one-on-one all those things considered i think it's a good i thought that it was like um it made sense that they were struggling with john walker captain america because um he is trained He's been training. He knows how to fight. And Sam and Buck don't have that teamwork to fight like like that against John Walker. John Walker's used to fighting more than one person at a time, right? He's been training for it. He knows what he's doing. Um, and he's, he's a super soldier. So the way that they had the fight go down, it was more gritty. It wasn't as, like, and it parallels to the Civil War fight where... Civil War fight at the end of the movie where Cap and Buck are taking on Iron Man but at the same time it's it's more grittier than that it's not as clean. choreographed it's not clean uh, Buck and Sam or sorry Buck and Cap when they're fighting Iron Man they look like a cohesive unit they know what each other is going to do whereas Sam and Bucky were totally in disarray it was like no teamwork just eventually they got it together but at the same time they were it was getting rough there they were doing one-on-one shenanigans and they paid for it like like that scene with cap or john walker ripping his wings off and nearly killing him the same way he did the flex and nearly killing him with this yeah the same way that's a big moment right there that's uh it's like it shows that he had no remorse He's willing to do it again. He's willing to kill again, just so that he doesn't have to give up the shield. Well, he is a soldier, so at heart. Well, oh, it looks like we have Dave again. Dave, you on the line? Yeah. Ah, oh, good to have you back on the show, my friend. Uh, what did you think of the beginning scene with uh, John Walker? and Sam and Buck fighting. It's funny because what I was thinking, um, I think he just brought up a good point, or you both brought up a good point, how it like it just did look as clean because I watched it and I was like, meh. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it, you're right, it was rough. Like, 
it didn't look like like they didn't it wasn't stylish it wasn't stylistically done and that was on purpose because they look so rough because they they don't know how to fight someone together you know yeah, yeah. he definitely did not know there's a point where Sam was flying in with the shield and then he went for the kick instead of hitting him with the shield in the back of uh, Walker's head right and I was like why wouldn't you use the shield because Buck is throwing the guy out of you so you can see that they, they weren't a cohesive unit and there's good imagery there's very well done imagery after that like after that battle which again it parallels to Civil War's battle the shield is dropped. Bucky picks it up and then throws it at, at Sam, like just drops it on the floor. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Sam picks up the shield and you can see the remorse in his eyes. You can see that he sees the blood, which is, again, very dark for Disney and for Dis- a Disney product, right? You can see that he gets the shield he looks at it and you can see he starts to clean it right away he's trying to wipe off the blood like king lear he's just trying to wipe off that blood from it because it's been the shield's been marred at that point mm. and it's it, yeah it parallels to when cap threw the shield back at at, uh, at iron man and tony just sat there remorseful about what just happened it's very even the music that they played uh, during the scene, it mimicked Civil War, and I think they did this all on purpose to give you that same feeling. But again, this was more gritty because they were not they were not cohesive at all, right? One of my uh, my favorite scenes in this was actually the Baltimore scene in this episode. But we, you know what? Let's let's talk about that later, Dave. Do you want to talk about that right now? I, I know you have feelings about, about the that. fight scene. Not the fight scene. The actual. Um, well, you know what? Let's talk about the court martial and the fact that Sam gave up his wings. Okay, let's right? go. <laughs> yeah, the court martial. Now I have some feelings about the court martial. That um, like I mean. I have some feelings about it because to me it felt like he actually got away with murder right granted it was a terrorist group and everything like that but for me it felt like his attitude in that hearing i get that he was upset uh i, I like i felt that what he was saying he did everything they asked him to do right you made me into this person that i am because that's what you wanted Right, but there was a point where he just walks away, even like while they're talking to him. And I felt, I felt like, well, shouldn't he be like at least arrested for something? But they were saying like because of his record, we're not gonna do that. And if that's not the epitome of white privilege, I don't know what is. He murdered somebody on TV, and he was able. To just walk away. Any thoughts on that? Do I jump in on this first? Yeah, Yeah, go ahead, Dave. No, I'm just glad you brought it up because, like, to me, I was just like, I can't figure out if this show 
if they are really smart or really dumb, like the writers. <laughs> and when I say that, I mean like, I don't know if they know what they're talking about when they write something like his whole court martial speech where he's like, you created me. I just did what I had to do. Like, I just did what you were telling me this whole time. Like, I don't know if they know that it like goes so much deeper where like, yeah, you are talking about things like, um, like just the whole military complex of like the United States and stuff, how they're just like pumping out soldiers and they have these people who are essentially like numbers and robots and stuff like they aren't real people. Um, and you're sending them across the world to go kill and pillage and whatever in the name of, you know, the flag. <laughs> yeah. In, in the name of being patriotic or imperialism or whatever you want to go into it. And then there's also like, you hear this man talk and I'm glad you said it, Gus, because the man, when you're saying things like, you know, this is exactly what you told me to be my whole life. Like, why aren't I being celebrated right now? Like, if that ain't, if that ain't a white dude in his like 30s, like, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? Like, the whole world has literally socialized you to be this person. And he is expecting to be celebrating it. He's like, what do you mean? Like, I did everything you asked me to do. Like, from, from the jump, like, but now you're telling me that this is wrong? That doesn't make any sense. And to him, it doesn't, because in his mind, yeah, it doesn't. Like, why would it? Because, like, you know, he's the hero in his story, but he can't see it any other way. So, yeah, I just go back to, like, I don't, I, I really don't know if the writers know what they're talking about or if they just wrote it and thought it was, like, a really cool line and that's it, or if they're actually trying to, like, dissect these kind of things and being like making the viewers really think about like this person um but on the same side i listen to like a a chat that the undefeated did because they do like a recap every week right. apparently and i saw the one after last episode i don't know it was post today which is like perfect timing um but the writers don't even seem like they know what they're doing. So, like, everything they're talking about when they talk about pur purposeful scenes with, like, John Walker, they just keep mm -hmm. saying, like, you know, we're just, we're just writing the arc of, like, John Walker. And, like, this is supposed to be, like, the antithesis of, of Steve Rogers. So this is where it was supposed to go. Which makes sense. But also, like, do you know how, like, important you saying these kind of things is for like everyone else to like kind of reflect on but they just don't they just think it's good writing and i'm like okay we gotta talk about that another day but yeah, <laughs> that's how i felt with the court martial scene i think it was a good scene like i'm glad and yeah you're right even him walking away all and stuff like that he got off easy whatever he got off easy. actually yeah, you gotta say it. what about you Ed? um there was when me and uh gus were watching it uh he mentioned that they they took away his benefits and yeah. at the time, uh, Gus was like, why? Uh, that is a very rare thing for someone to uh, have their benefits taken away and not be court-martialed. Uh, just, a, just a thought I threw out there. Um, but how I felt about the scene is, um, the best way to describe it is when the... I'm sorry, I don't have her name. Von, Lady Von Trapp? 
Madam Hydra. Madam Ma- Hydra. Okay, cool. When Madam Hydra shows up, she pretty much tells him what well what her opinion on it is, and that's what I think, and that's what my opinion on this is too. The only reason we're even having this trial is because you got caught on camera doing it. One hundred percent. If you were if you were to do this and it was in the like uh, a place where social media doesn't have you looking like an animal, you would have been fine. You would have gotten another medal for this. Uh-huh. It's not I didn't kill a helpless person, I took care of an insurgent. That kinda you know, they would be able to spin it. But since they can't spin it, they've they've done what they thought was necessary to protect their image. It's not it's not very much about John Walker at all. Right? Um, the only thing that saved him was his exemplary service, which means uh it's a pity. Basically, here's your pittance for for your, your a job well done. But a job sloppily done, right? So I took it with a grain of salt in terms of his reaction to his hearing. Uh, it was it was pretty uh, pretty bad in terms of how how entitled he felt, right? Um, him walking out, yeah, like them saying. Like him saying, like they he they don't know what it takes to be Captain America. They're just a bunch of pu- pencil pushers, right? So, uh, to an extent, he's right. But the thing that's getting lost in all this is what should be the shining example. The difference between Steve Rogers and John Walker is John Walker wants to have the respect. That cap of Captain America, and he hasn't done anything for it. Where Steve Rogers would co- come after you, come at you as, "Hey, I'm Steve Rogers," and the the title is secondary, which is why the respect comes first. People defer to him because they trust his judgment. You can't trust John Walker's judgment at the moment, and that comes with experience. Well, he should have known it came with experience. He wanted too much too fast, but. In the little judgment calls you did make, they were wrong. And, well, Battlestar pretty much talked you up to it in terms of, oh, you did the right thing, blah, blah, blah. But that wasn't right. That's not true. Right? So. Yeah, there was moments in other episodes where Lamar, you could see Lamar Hopkins or Battlestar rolling his eyes or, like, shaking his head to be like, what are you doing? Whenever John's about to do something, even though he does stop him from time to time, like, like the last time with uh, Zemo, he stopped him, said, "Hey, hey, maybe we'll just let Sam talk this here." But Lamar is always in the background, going, "No, no, no, man, let's just calm down." Um, so, like his conscious, uh, Lamar is his conscious, and I, I get that him losing Lamar was supposed to be heartfelt. But again, I felt that that was a trope, just. I just want to throw that on record as we were recording this, that I felt Lamar's death was a trope that I did not need to see. They could have done it any other way, and I would have been okay with it. Just for the Nope, record. you're absolutely right. We'll talk about that. <laughs> you want to talk about that? Go ahead. Talk no, about I'm it. just saying, like, you're, the fact that the way black people are used in this show as, like, the secondary devices to, like, build up you know, the main character slash white people's character is like, it's a thing, like, and he is, like, he's had, yeah, what, like, yeah. 10 lines, the whole thing. One of them. <laughs> yeah. And he, 
and again, like Eric said too, uh, he's bigging up his his John Walker. He's always bigging him up. You've always done the right thing. Uh, you make decisions in the heat of the battle. You are a good man. He's always bringing up John Walker. Where in the comic books they were both equals, mm-hmm. right? They both got their powers from the power broker. They both like were partners. He he, Battlestar has super strength as well in the comic books. You understand what I'm saying? He was on par with John Walker, and he was his Bucky, but he changed his name to Battlestar because somebody told him that being called a buck, being a black man, right, and being called a buck is highly racist, right? So change your name, and that's how Battlestar got his name as Battlestar. One of another black uh, superhero told him, you don't want to be called a buck, Mm. right? So, yeah, like, the, the, the trope of him dying, be, it, it, it was unnecessary because both of them should be super soldiers. Like, but I get well, it. Well, so should Zemo, though. The fact, like, they, a lot of people didn't get the powers they were supposed to. But it... No, no, Zemo isn't actually super powered. Zemo is, like, very smart, articulate. He's a schemer. He does get superpowers from some rock some gem that he gets but like that's not he doesn't take a super soldier serum right and plus his mask is glued to his face they do not I'm glad oh, that they never did yeah <laughs> i mean you pay the actor let him show his face right um yeah let him show his face but what i what i would say then if we're not if we're not killing off battlestar how do we push john walker over the edge in this show the way they wrote him I think right. you could do it in a way where even if the guy got injured or whatever, not like I want to see Battlestar get injured the same way, but I think you can do it if the man is supposed to be all about, because even the characters, you know, he's just all about America and like patriot patriotism. Like you could do that by like showing, you know, U.S. troops or something like that, like a figure of America getting hurt mm-hmm. or getting injured and like have that same kind of reaction. Um, but you have to start that from the beginning and the fact that Battlestar was just used as like that plot device from the beginning like he had no purpose none it's like his wife right now no purpose that, that woman just... no purpose other than to say that he's not racist he has yeah, a black no. wife <laughs> the man in the comic books is like hardcore conservative and like uh right wing and like all these things i'm not saying you can't do that and be black in the states but like to surround him with all these black people, I, I I don't believe it, and like nobody sees it. Nah, no way. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. Okay, so, so so like here's the thing for me. Okay, uh, moving on to like a couple of the scenes that I really enjoyed. Now, I gotta talk about the introduction of Isaiah Bradley again. Because I was going to be very disappointed. Like, I mean, very disappointed if they didn't come back to Isaiah Bradley and have a one-on-one conversation. Because the original, when he showed up the first time, and I mean, when, oh, I can't, the, the, Isaiah Bradley's character, his reaction towards Bucky and the, the whole scene when they showed up the first time, 
um, it was very powerful. And I didn't get the feeling that he was acting in a way. I th- like the actor itself. I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. If somebody's going to be screaming in the land there saying the name. But like, I felt like he was just channeling all the racism that he has endured over his life and just went with it. And you can see the tears in his eyes, right? So when they left that scene and they did the whole cop thing and and people said it was forced, which I don't think it was forced at all. It makes sense because uh, Sam was really upset in the middle of the street. And when you walk in the middle of the street and screaming at a white guy, people are gonna pull you over. They're gonna come at you, right? Because there's a sidewalk. Why are you walking mm-hmm. in the middle of the street screaming, right? It's not forced. And they, anyway. they put the cherry so on top where the, they run the background check on Sam. They're like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you're an Avenger. And then in the same breath, would be like, oh, yeah, Bucky, you got to go to jail because you, you missed your uh, your meeting. You missed your your uh, your appointment. Counseling. <laughs> so that was that's pretty cr- funny to but, me. So the second coming of Isaiah Bradley, um, I was waiting for this. And I, I said, if they don't do this scene, then it's going to be a problem because Isaiah Bradley's story is is a heartbreaking one in the comic books, right? They've changed it from the comic books, but this one, you find out that Isaiah Bradley was in jail for 30 years. His wife has died while he was in jail. He experimented and the only way he got out of there was because a nurse felt pity for him and somehow faked his death which again I'm just going to give it a leeway because really how did she fake the death if Hydra and the US government was experimenting on him for that long of a period I don't know how they would just leave that body alone after if even if it was like, dead you mean right? post experiments more experiments on the on the corpse. Yeah, even. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Even even so, they would still do it for research. The cadaver they would him. still use it, <laughs> right? Or, or even that too, possibly whatever. So, you find that uh, information now, and you see that Isaiah Bradley um, really doesn't really like the idea of America and the army and he explains that and it was a very poignant scene where he, Sam actually says don't give me that bitter old man speech and Isaiah checks him right away and says if you're not bitter then you're blind and I think that's a call back to who James Baldwin David is it James I'm no it's not well, it wasn't actually James Baldwin no, who says it um but who says it I know, I know what you're trying to say, but yeah, you, you, don't worry, keep going with it. You're totally right. Yeah. So, what I like the perspective of the two of them, Sam being the the naive, he, he almost seems like a naive Republican, a black Republican, where he's like, I don't understand why this is so hard for you, why this is so traumatic for you. And he's asking Isaiah Bradley, which is kind of, for me, though at that point, the writers, I felt like it was an insult. 
Like, right. no one should get it better than Sam. Uh, Sam yeah. should get this. But I, I get what the writers were trying to do. He, they were trying to explain it so that the other members of the audience, I'm going to say, of the <laughs> Caucasian nature, oh, absolutely. could get it. Because cause Sam should get it. And that I think they degraded his character by making him question Isaiah. And Isaiah even said, you want to believe that I deserve to be in jail. And that was a that was a very big line for me. At that point because it was like <laughs> At that was, point I was watching yeah. it, I'm like, there's gotta be a reason like, why they didn't let him and then when he said that I was like I realized, oh I'm exactly who he's angry about. <laughs> like he was Like I was I was very I was very disappointed in Sam's mannerisms in this scene. But Isaiah Bradley's point, he's right. They have erased his history. They erased him from history. And Sam is so naive because Sam can't get a loan. Let's, again, like we mentioned, at a bank. And he's an Avenger. And he's always talking about, I'm going to make a phone call. Who are you calling? Like, Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley would be dead if you made that phone call. And he says that. He's like, they will kill me on the spot. If they know that I'm still alive, the story cannot get out. Right on. Right. That's the same thing as as John Walker. You know of John Walker? They wanted him to do that in private. Kill the flag smashers in private. We'll give you a medal of honor. But don't let people know that we experimented on black people during the the war. Don't let them know that we did it from 1920s to the 1960s. Don't tell them about the the fighters that under the Tuskegee fighters, because that is that is exactly what it is. No one knows about that. Black History Month doesn't or the Red Tails. tell you about that, or even history books. The the Red Tails, yeah, like they don't do that. It's 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 upsetting, and that scene was very. I I think it was well done, other than Sam being completely naive. To but that's for the sake on. of plot, right? Like so, um, Isaac could explain his part. Explain it further. Yeah, I, I get that. But Dave, I know you must. Well, you know, I was losing my mind that. watching this whole scene. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like one. Oh, first of all, hold on. I mean, go back to the beginning. The whole point of like adding this scene at this time. I think one should have been done earlier because I, I would have rather not have seen it in the same episode as what we see later on happen. Like. Sam's decision or whatever. Like I'd rather see mm-hmm. like him build up and actually struggle with this decision a little longer than the the five minute flip that he did. Yes. Made. Um but it would have to this yeah. Oh sorry, yeah, go ahead, Eric. Oh, I was just gonna say it would have added the fuel that he already had say about his uh misgivings of taking the shield in the first place. It would have mm-hmm. made more sense for him giving it up if he talked to Isaiah uh before giving it up, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If they did it where his first encounter with Isaiah Bradley, right, he lets Bucky leave the house and then have that conversation, I think it would have been better placed there. Yeah. If that makes sense, right? Because he tells Bucky to get out of his house. You're bringing a man who tried to Into kill his house. him <laughs> and who has killed yeah, who has killed his teammates or his squad members. 
one after the other, right? And you bring him into the house, and he has every right to be upset, right? Because he wants to see if this guy's still living. Because he remembers whooping his butt, which is a great how he thing. took the arm. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. He took his arm. I want to see if he grew it back like a lizard, right? Um, if it was at that point, like where he tells Sam and Buck to get out, but then Sam goes back into the house and has this conversation with him, this very same conversation, I think it would have been better placed there, so that. Sam can have that growth because telling him no self-respecting black man would want to wield that shield that should make him struggle that should make him question what he's doing kind of, but in this episode it's like a kind of just flips it off break, <laughs> right well it the, the boat scene or the boat thing the buddy cop boat moment with uh, Bucky coming in and everything uh, that is, is I, I, for me anyway I took it as Sam repairing the mental anguish that he's going through the, the, making the decision um, of if he's going to wield the shield because you see that after he goes through it with his sister and his sister says no this is part of our history Selling um, we're not selling the boat and we're, we're just going to fix it up and we're not erasing the name of our parents from this boat right so but I guess Sam took it as I'm not going to forget about this history the history is complicated but I'm going to take this history and make it my own but he history. forgets the history is the problem I'm going to wield this shit <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like he that, to have that, that, that's a to good, have that speech and yeah, then okay. and then completely forget what Isaiah just told you 24 hours ago and then to be like you know what guess what training montage like two seconds later I'm like, <laughs> like, like I think we all agree and I'm glad it's going out there like publicly like nobody saw him actually struggle with this decision like he had two minutes to think about it and then he was like you know what I just heard everything that I should have known my whole life about the plight of black people and the 500 years of oppression. But you know what? I'm pretty good. This, <laughs> this, you know, this uh, shield looks pretty good. And, you know, Bucky apologized because two old white dudes didn't say I'm sorry like 50 years ago 50 years. When, they, when they thought about giving him the shield. So, you know what? We're good now. Like, let's just move on. So, making up his own history, like... It, 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 to me, it was a slap in the face. I'm like, you just slapped everything Isaiah just told you. Like, maybe they're going to try to do it and they're going to put, like, a black flag on top of his new suit or his new flag or, like, whatever. But mm-hmm. no one... And you're right about the self, self-respecting self black line, black um, man uh, having the... being Captain America. Like, you're damn right. Like, to again, there was no thought process for him. He's just like... Let's move on. Like, yeah, that, like it, there should have been way more struggle. I was screaming in the background, being like, "Yeah, you better throw that flag in the water!" Like, <laughs> right? You want to carry that white boy shield and come to me and open it up like, like it's some kind of present to me? They for put me thing. in jail yeah. for that shield. Well, where that and that was a great parallel, right? Because Captain America, Steve Rogers did the exact same 
thing as Isaiah Bradley. The exact same thing. He disobeyed the order to stay in camp, went to go rescue those people, his team, mm-hmm. his squad members, right? Then came back and was celebrated. Whereas Isaiah Bradley, what happened to him? He went, he saved those guys, uh, and he was thrown in jail. Court martial, thrown in jail, erased from history. What's the difference between the two men? They're both super. They both did the same thing. They both disobeyed. Yeah, they both did the same thing. And he's thrown in jail and experimented. And I think what. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think what, like, you bridged upon, like, you said a a couple of minutes, like, a few minutes ago, is like. Sam really just doesn't realize that, like, regardless of however he's feeling about whatever, like, the whole point of Isaiah's talk is that shield is a symbol, and Captain America, regardless, is a symbol of, like, what that means to certain people. It's like having, it's the, you want a comparison? Like, the Confederate flag is the perfect, com- perfect com- comparison. Oh my because, God. like, yes. it, what it means to some people is what it means totally different to a whole bunch of other people, you know what I mean? So, like, for him right. to take the shield is one thing for him to put on captain america's suit is to be a whole other thing like the writers are trying to make it be like you know what he just wants to be captain america because he wants to stand for what steve stood in but like steven is an exception when he when he dresses up as captain america and goes out into the field people are still going to see america you know what i mean and mm-hmm. that's some... right blue eyed exactly like regardless hair. even if it is sam all they're going to see is this oppression. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and that's something he really has to, like, struggle with, or you should at least struggle with. But instead, he's just like, you know, well, Steve did it, and Steve did it great, so I can do it. That does not work for us. We all know this. Like, right? Zemo wiped that okay, point off the map for, him... like, episode three. So they're like, listen, whoever takes these serums, they're not, they're going to lead their way to supremacy. They're going to become terrorists in their own way. Dude, happened to Steve Rogers? He's like, no one's been Steve Rogers since, sir. Right? And it's just, it's more of the same. But to me, uh, what I didn't like is the fact that, like, I understand what they're trying to do, where they're like, well, I want to make this, I want to turn this ugly history into something beautiful by, by taking the shield on. But the way, the quickness in his decision after overwhelming evidence of the contrary is is just it's crazy (laughs) it's it's it doesn't make sense so i i don't know i i agree that it, it that decision just didn't make sense it came way too quickly um i don't know what else to say about it it's just it was just bad writing I mean, okay, well, I'll give you that. Well, speaking of Zemo, um, we finally get some closure onto Zemo. Uh, I, I say closure, but it's not really closed. Um, Bucky has some closure with Zemo as well. Oh, can we talk about that gun uh, he had? He confronted <laughs> Bucky had a customized gun out there, bro. It was like some blue and gold stuff. I'm like, where you get that? I was, I was talking to my brother when I was watching it. I'm like, if I'm Zemo, I'm looking at him like, hold on, where'd you get this gun? Did I pay for that? <laughs> Where did he get the money right? for the gun? Let me just... It was it was like Wakanda gold and blue, but whatever. 
It looked like it needed um, its own CGI person. <laughs> it was really shiny. Yeah. <laughs> you have to understand, Bucky's got resources. Yeah, so, like you said, he's got Wakanda in his back pocket. He's yeah. got the U.S. government in his back pocket, and he's been an assassin for fifty something years. Like, <laughs> so there's got to be some money somewhere stashed away, right? Hitman Is that swag. what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> they paid this guy. How does Bucky have an apartment in New York City? I, I'm still wondering. That. He has a bed, everything. The first scene that they show, he's in New York City as an apartment. You know how hard it is to get an apartment in New for York For one City? person? <laughs> and pay it? No. For one person? He has no job? Paid by yourself? <laughs> that, he has no job. Yeah, that's... Uh, like, I mean... Okay. But anyways, we get some closure with Zemo and uh, the Winter Soldier. Or should I say, uh, Lieutenant Barnes. Um, he confronts Zemo. Zemo gives him the line is I've decided not to kill you um, which is a show that he trusts that even though Bucky is a super soldier he doesn't see him as a person who wants to be better than anybody like Zemo's been saying because the people who want the super soldier serum are usually the ones who were going to do bad he sees that Bucky is trying to make amends for his past and has decided not to kill Bucky which is great, because that's a cash cow for Marvel. Well, they're right both now. brilliant actors. It would be a shame um, to waste them. Exactly. And so Bucky doesn't kill him and gives him up to the Wakandans. And just for the record, again, I want to I'll put some respect on the Dora Milaje because <laughs> Did not those play. women are fantastic. <laughs> the, 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 um, the stunt team the, the team that it works with the Dora Milaje, uh, as the Dora Milaje are absolutely fantastic. They work hard. They actually do all their own stunts, which is a testament to the hard work that they do. Um, yeah, the Dora Milaje in this series was a, a welcome surprise. Every time they show up, there's a bit of pride of me that just wants to put my fist up in the air just go go right go on sister go on beat that mediocre white guy up because he everything it. they do <laughs> and everything they say has been meme worthy they took off bucky's arm there was a meme saying listen i just inputted my pin and cashed out that arm <laughs> i was just like what <laughs> who came up with this was... that's when that's when Captain America John Walker messed up. When he put his hand on this woman condescendingly. After calling their pointy six. Oh my gosh. Disrespecting the... But that was oh, one of the man, most satisfying things to see, scene. right? So I think they did that with a grin on their face when they said, you know, like, oh, put down the pointy six. I love the emasculating. I love how they emasculated John Walker. They put a stick in the table and he couldn't even move the shield. And she just took the she- the 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 stick the, the spear out and all of a sudden he can move again. It was fantastic to watch. They even took the shield back, and then the girl had to tell him. Ao had to tell her, just give it back to him because he's gonna cry. We don't need any problems <laughs> right now, you know. Um, <laughs> But yes, they have some uh, resolution with Zemo, uh, but it's not really the end for Zemo because they're bringing him to the raft, which again, 
you could take that as bad writing or because they know that they're going to do something with the Thunderbolts because uh, the raft is where Thunderbolt Ross is and he makes the Thunderbolts and Zemo is a part of that. Um, spoiler, if you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like that, that part right there, I, for me, again, uh, I felt that if you're the Wakandan, you bring him back to Wakanda and you put him in jail. But I guess you, you got to take him with, like, does the Wakanda... No, they're taking him to the raft, jail? right? Yeah. Yeah, they took him to the raft, but that's the thing. That's what I was thinking. Like, I wanted it to be, like, the Wakandas take him to Wakanda to execute him. But then again, I don't know enough about Wakanda itself if they have jails. Like, even in the comic books, they never state that Wakanda has jails. Right? It doesn't jail their people. It's because they believe in abolition. <laughs> they exile. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, but that's the funny thing, too, because in the comic books, like, I, I read the comic books uh, as much as I can. Every comic book, whenever he, when Black Panther deals with a villain of some kind, he either exiles them from Wakanda or he kills them. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yeah, he, he gets rid of them. Like, there is no part two. <laughs> Wakanda, uh, like, yeah, there's no part two. Uh, like, if he, if he, if, if they're redeemable, he lets them live. I think, I, I don't know if Wakanda actually has jails, which is interesting to me because I would have brought him back to T'Challa and be like, hey, look, here's Zemo, this is the guy kill your father. What do you want to do with him? Right? But to bring him to the raft well, was just like, just didn't feel to be fair to T'Challa, right. he had the chance to kill him himself, and he did. Yeah, he gave him it. away. Yeah, he gave him away. So, I'm just saying, my Black Panther in the comic books ends him. You know what I'm saying? Every breath is a mercy from me. That's the line. I don't think you understand that. He told that to Namor. Every breath you take is a mercy from me, and he. You, you know what? I don't want to yeah. say that. <laughs> Never mind. But. For Winter Soldier. That's where we find out that Bucky uh, is going to ask again, even though he's been on the wrong side of the Wakandan, for another favor, um, which we learn is that... Them to help out. Uh, Sam, a new suit. Yeah, with the new suit. Uh, David, how do, you feel, how do you feel about that suit? Do you think it'll be vibranium? Because they know it's for a black man and maybe... They'll make it bulletproof because he's going to get shot by cops. Will it have wings? Or That's the main question. That will it have wings? I'm pretty yeah, sure it will. Not, like, I think they will, and I think we'll just be built stronger so he keeps not getting them ripped off in every fight. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I'm excited to see what it will look like. Like, I keep picturing, like, the black and, the black and silver look, or that white, like, the white, black, and silver one. Um, but I'm mm. wondering how american slash patriotic it's gonna look like if like if it comes out red white and blue like i'm just i'm just jumping off the episode right then and there <laughs> I, I don't care i if this man is wearing an american flag after that whole conversation that we just had like i'm just i'm done <laughs> he's learned nothing yeah okay but he's not in control okay. well you better spray paint that shit down of this thing but that's Obviously. even more sense if if, if, they, if the writers made wakanda made some white like some american flag thing they know nothing and that means like i gotta throw it all away 
You know what I mean? Like they didn't give Bucky, they didn't give Bucky an arm with another American flag on it or like whatever, but they gave him like a stylistic arm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They made and, him like Wakanda. they better do the same thing and black the hell out of that costume for Sam. Because if it's anything else, I'm just gonna Ooh. be upset. <laughs> you think it'll be black? I think you. You know what? That sounds. That sounds. Good. I still think it's gonna be like black, that. white, and silver. I think, I think it's gonna have like black. the star or whatever. Like there's, he has one, like the one in the comic books, where it's like, it's like a white star in the middle, but it's like black, white, and silver. Hmm. Mm, yeah, he does. I, I, the one that I know about is the one that looks like Captain America's outfit, but just reversed colors, right? Um, I'll be, I'll be, I'm gonna be honest. I'll yeah, be happy just because he got a new damn suit. A yeah. lot of this time, he's been in a, a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to. I honestly wanted to be bulletproof because I wanted to be bulletproof because uh, I just see that everybody. I think it will be. <laughs> Let's be real. That. The, like at least have it woven with vibranium material, like the clothing that they wear, right? Like the border tribe stuff. So he doesn't necessarily need the shield when he throws it or whatever. It's just like, you know, the bullets would bounce off just to give him some kind of protection. Like just think Batman protection, uh, you know, on his Kevlar, suit. but not Kevlar, but not like Got heavy it. duty. Not not yeah, like because the. the the vibranium would be lighter too. Than Kevlar, so yeah, okay. Right? And lighter, so that that makes sense. So he can fly faster, get hit by bullets, whatever. I just don't. I just vulnerable. don't want him to be like <laughs> a bullet. Yeah, vulnerable because, like, as you saw with that fight, like we were talking about, like he he got whooped, like he got kicked three times and he was out, right? So I don't want that to happen. As much as they're trying Tough. to make Sam look. Like he's capable of fighter against super soldiers and everything else. I want him to actually stand a chance and not, you know, not again. I, I didn't want him to be a super soldier. Don't get me wrong. I just well, wanted him to stand a chance. Yeah. And, but to be fair, like, it's a super soldier, my guy. <laughs> uh, it only took one, it took one yeah, punch to kill Battlestar, and it wasn't even intentional. So, uh, it, it is what it is. In, in that sense, where there's always going to be a power gap between the people he's fighting. It just makes him that much better, because he has to think on his feet a lot more. That's okay. I'm okay with that. The bulletproof would be a nice touch, though. I mean, like, the... I'm just saying that um, the stunt team for... Or the stunt, uh, stunt guy, the stunt double <laughs> for Sam, they, they did a nice shout-out to him, giving him that slow motion so you can see his face. And everything in the training, in the, in the training <laughs> montage. Yo, know, that editor should be fired. <laughs> no, I don't think that. Oh, no, that's I gotta be on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> I'm gonna be real, Dave. What do you think? Do you think it was done on purpose? There's no way that they can let that go on the editing floor, knowing that we can see him doing the flip in slow motion. Have a whole different skin not... tone. <laughs> You know what? I think it's because they were like uh, white people know the difference. It, it's probably a white person who actually did the editing was like hey, they can't tell the difference. But like all the black people were like, I, you know, how many people have told me like, look at the double. Why did they do that? Why they slow down? Like we won't notice. Anyways, um, but yeah, that's about that's like what else is there to talk about? Oh, 
the the radicalize the the complete coin flip of Carly, the flag smasher. I don't know where they're going with this whole Carly thing. Um, it's upsetting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you feel the same way too? Because I'm like, I I don't feel yeah, like, for her. Yeah, like I'm supposed to, and I'm like, I think even Carly's like politics. I'm like all for, but like, cause she's got that Magneto feeling in her, like you know. Um, but but at the mm. same time, I'm like, they're just not writing her like a good story. Like, they. Oh, Dave, you cut out. Dave. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, okay yeah, sorry uh, to go back to what i was saying it it's basically the pacing of the show that is really off like if you're going to develop all these characters i feel like you can do that simultaneously and split it up but instead they keep trying to do this like here's one episode devoted to this one person but like mm-hmm. audiences are a lot smarter than you know a 20-minute a, a sitcom where you need one episode to explain one person like we've had years and years to know who these people are you can develop Carly every episode and kind of like talk about her politics or talk about why she's doing the things we do. Like we still don't even know why. Like I know they're trying to explain it, but I don't really feel mm-hmm. like I care or like know why she's doing anything. A little bit of background on that. There was, there are rumors that this when this show was written, the show was written uh, before we got locked down in the pandemic. Okay. And the, the what they were doing was they were releasing viruses, and they have the vaccine for the virus, and that's why. Um, so it was going to be a bigger plot of like uh, the Carly's flag smasher was going to be spreading a virus to eliminate more people, half the world basically, and give vaccines to half mm-hmm. the world, kind of. Thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To reduce Thanos' work. Like that. That's her motivation. Yeah, she's redoing Thanos' work, right? Because everybody came together after that, and there was no borders. But because the virus that we're going through in real life, they Disney and I guess a lot of people were like, that hits way too close to home, and we don't want to go with that story. And you can tell that they have changed the story uh, so that it doesn't reflect that. Because that whole scene with um, what's her name? Her mother, Mother Dean, or something like that. Even though they don't tell us who she is, but it's really important mm-hmm. to Carly. She's supposed to succumb to the virus of some kind, right? And it's supposed to motivate her more. It. They're really. They really rushed her, her development, and you can see that they just rewrote it in a way where it's just like now. She had a good. Like uh, she had the beginnings of a good uh, story, and then they just said, "All right, now she's just a villain because she killed Lamar." Okay. Uh, well, she killed. It just could have been done people. better, so and like, like in a different way. Like, it could have been done write, better, yes. But I if you're gonna write the opposition, like if you're supposed to write a good character arc, like you're doing with John Walker now, or like how you do with everyone else, like to show like how someone started and how someone finished. We have no idea at what point Carly started or what finished in this whole thing. Like, it's just a mess. Yeah. And it brings me to, like, the one point yeah. that I actually found out today, and I did not know this until today, that, like, the main writer or, like, creator of the show 
or the short one or whatever, who's the main writer, is like the same guy who like um, was supposed to be the main producer on that show Confederate, the HBO one that got completely canned because like mm. a quick backstory with the one that was supposed to be about a world post-slavery, like if 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 we lost, if, oh, okay. if they lost the Civil War, if the or South whatever, won, yeah, yes, exactly. What? So I'm like. The, the showrunner, the guy who wrote the show yeah, is a it, black man. Yeah, but, but like, this is the same dude. So I'm like, all these feelings and all these talks that we're having about, like, you know, how we're feeling, or you're like, it just doesn't quite hit what we're talking about when you're talking about all these black people. I'm like, this is the same guy that came up with that idea, or was supposed to be a main person in that, in that ridiculous idea. So I'm like, oh, this let me, is exactly why. Oh, let me break down the equation. Oh, okay. The virus scares white people. Mm. Racism only bothers black people. Cool. We can just keep that in there. <laughs> right? So, like, the virus, if anything, more people can relate to the virus and how scary it can, how quickly it can spread. So, moving away from that, the, I don't know why they would do that. Even. That is the rumor that there's been leaks of, the, of, the, of some plot points about it. And uh, yeah, they went away from that because they figured that people would be like, that is too close to home. I've lost family members from that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and it's just, Disney doesn't want to really step on people's toes. Racism, like you said, like, like there's some people in, in like the social media who are like, this show is not about race. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, there are people who are naive to it or like, just ignorant to what's going on and refuse to see. But, but that's because the saying, that's because right? the writers so, don't actually think it's about race. Like they're writing it and they're just trying to be like, oh well, this is a different perspective because it's Sam's or whatever. And this is the first time we've had a black man in this thing. But they don't actually want it to be critical of race or like in that thought. So everyone else is too, and everyone else who's going to be completely blind to it is like, yeah. Like, I don't know why this show is trying to be woke and all these stupid, ridiculous things that you see online. But they really feel like that because that's all they see. Mm. Anyway, that's rough. Yeah. Anyway, don't kill Carly. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So, if, this, if this thing episode ends and Carly dies... Oh, I don't think Carly Yeah, she needs to, to like, die. come back in some other in- incarnation, like, whatever, later on in life or something. But, like... Do not kill her this episode, or I'm just gonna be pissed because her, her then her plot line was stored. It was pointless to me too. Well, l- let me ask you another question, guys. Um, do we think that Sharon Carter? Is oh, I was wondering if you were bringing this up. Uh, I heard rumors that was it, but yeah, it makes sense, right? Like she's totally bitter too. Like, why wouldn't she be? <laughs> right. So uh, from the moment she had, like, there was a moment, like, from the moment she shows up in this show, she shows up in the bar, she notices Sam and Bucky, and she puts her hood on and leaves, mm-hmm. right? Then they go to the girl's apartment or her hideout, uh, the where she gives the information of the power broker, and it's instantly shot by Sharon Carter. Because it's the same the only girl. sniper in the vicinity. She then, yeah, and then she's done. Then she snipes the other people that were shooting at Sam and Bucky, and she's wearing the same outfit. And I'm saying to myself, okay, 
she gave away the the her her professor Nagel, who was also a nod to the Isaiah Bradley story because he's the professor that experimented on Bradley in the comic books. But she gives that away. But her whole thing, like even giving that information to Sam and Buck, she holds a gigantic party. Like she's running things in Mandapar, right? Like she is running things. Even when she calls, how do you have a satellite? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Do you have access to a satellite? Yeah, I have, I have like six satellites. I don't have six. Sa- Bruce Wayne doesn't have satellites. You know what I'm saying? Like, she is running things in Mandapur, and like she's just having phone conversations, is walking through armies of mans with guns, just saying, "Find Carly," and then she calls. Like in this episode, she calls. She gets Badroth the uh, the Leaper out of prison. Yeah, prison, and and sends him to Carly. Now I don't know if she. If it's her thing, if she wanted the Carly dead because the power broker wants the serum back, but she can't get the serum back because, you know, it's all gone. Uh, maybe she needs Carly alive and maybe Bad Rock take her is blood. actually there to, like, kidnap her. Like, take her when everything goes down. So she has a, a point of contact or somebody who can take her out. Like, you know, not take her out, but like, you know, knock her out before she gets away so to summarize um, what uh, her intention just, would be the minute they saw her yeah she like, knew that they were on the trail of the serum and since she knew the serum was stolen she said let them find it and I'll take it later but Zima fu- messed that plan messed that plan yeah, up by exactly basically crushing every file he could find so now what? The plan is to kill who? Zemo? Or, like, what would be plan B from here? Right? Well, her plan B isn't... I think she's she needs to capture mm-hmm. them. But right? even then, you don't have the professor. So, He's dead. Like, he, who, who are you going to go to to manufacture the serum, though? There's all the <laughs> smart people in the world. You just have to find them. She's the power broker now. Just yeah, okay. Whatever she wants. Some of the brightest minds happen to be superheroes themselves. So, like, and they have to be morally morally flexible. I dare you to try and get, yeah, try and yeah, get Doom to do this fine. for you. Try and get Bruce Banner to do this for you. See how well that works out for himself. Doom will do it. First of all, magic, Doom will just it. magic it or something because he's there are... that good, but. <laughs> I'm just saying, Sharon. Sharon's storyline is right. very predictable, but I don't know if a lot of people like. And the part, the thing is, there are people out there, and that's why I liked that the fact that Sharon could be the power broker, because what everybody keeps saying is, "Oh, the power broker, he's gonna be mad about it," kind of thing, like. And it's always they always put the man in power, right? But if it's Sharon. I like that because it's like she's bitter like you said she doesn't want to go back to the USA and even with Sam making a phone call to get her a pardon so she could come what's back, she gonna do there she, her life is set up here already I, I just want to say for yeah what's she coming back to <laughs> yeah, what she's coming back to yeah exactly right if, if 
if anything, it gives her more range to go to the U.S. and do other things. Like, I mean, like, do her business from all over the world because now she has the pardon. But at the same time, it's like, I think about how Steve never did anything to help her when he came back or when they came back from the the, the snap. He, like, how did Bucky get a pardon? That man Hundreds. killed... <laughs> what? Well over well, 200 can we, people. Can we, can we talk about well Hawkeye real quick? People. And he's gotten pardoned. <laughs> and Hawkeye, and Hawkeye too. That's another one. He's killed Yakuza. He's killed many people. And in broad daylight, yeah. he's killed cartels. They were hunting him. And he got a pardon? And you're telling me that Sharon Carter didn't get a pardon for taking the shield they, and the wings Madness. for Falcon? You understand that the, the, the shield must be very well, important to the U.S. You got to keep it in mind, though. Let me tell you. Women are just are seen as minorities in America, too, though. So it's pretty much more of the same. Yeah, no, I get it. And that's why I, that, that's why I think uh, the power broker being Sharon Carter is a good play. I like it. Because all these guys online, all these guys who think they know, they're like, oh, Sharon Carter's not... She could never be the power broker. Uh, no, you know they—they—they're so matter of fact about it because they already have dismissed her, mm-hmm. and that's what makes it a good play because they're the the male nerds or whatever the males of our our community. Most of them are have dismissed her. It's like she can't be the power broker. She's working for the power broker. That's their main thing. They're like, she's working for the power broker. She couldn't be the power broker. And that, I think, is a testament of why they make her the power broker. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> yep, I like her. Yeah, well, yeah, like, I like the fact that she's bitter. That it didn't make sense that she's still on the run. Right? When she says that she's still on the run from stealing the shield giving it to Captain America and even though Captain America brought everybody back she's someone yeah she got left in limbo somehow <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's just rude so anyways uh, what else was there that's that's about it like I'm looking forward to the next episode obviously where we got a what we got a mid credit scene for this the last episode um with John making his own shield, um, taking those medals on going for U.S. agent, yeah, melting it into for U.S. Mm-hmm. agent, yeah, he's gonna be full blown U.S. agent in the next episode. Um, uh, predictions for this episode? Uh, Three way battle sees John Walker uh, wound Carly enough for Carly to disappear. And Sam to take the, his rightful place as Captain America, and leave their media in a stir. That's that's my prediction. All right, Dave, what's your? Oh, Dave, I think you muted yourself. <laughs> How about now? Yep. Like I think, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just gonna be this. I, I hope we get a lot of action as. Uh, because I feel like it's been lacking for a little while, but um, yeah, I see Carly hopefully not dying. That's all I'm praying for. And yeah, 
Hopefully not an American suit. I don't want to predict anything. All I want to know is, I just want a good episode. I really do for the last one. Because um, I feel like it's just going to leave us with a lot of like, hey, this is what's going to happen for the future or whatever. Like they're really, they're using all of these shows to set up the next phase. And I think that's great. But like, it's, it, it's the same way with like WandaVision to me. I feel like that wrapped up way too quickly, like the last episode. So I'm like, mm. but they're doing it to set up more things. So I think that they're going to do the exact same thing here. So I'm trying not to get my hopes up. But yeah, here's to a non-American Bucky suit. <laughs> I mean, uh, Sam suit, yeah. I mean, um, I'm going with what I'm hoping for or what I want to happen. This is going to be my theory, okay? All right. I want, I want there to be a battle between Sam and John Walker. Mono no Sam interference. One on one. No Bucky. No Bucky. I don't want Bucky involved. I want it to be like they're having, like, you know how Sam's trying to talk him down mm. from doing what he's doing because whatever. He's probably fighting Carly, like he said, right? And then John admits that Carly was the one that kills Lamar while the world is watching again, right? Just so that they can see that he's a liar. That he because he was saying. He killed, she, yeah, the uh, Neo or whatever that guy's name is, Marco or Nico killed Lamar. That's what he's been saying. I'm saying he's fighting uh, Carly. He's winning that battle. Sam's trying to talk him down. They have a battle, and he admits I can't let Carly go because she killed Lamar. And the world watches that, and then Sam beats him fairly. No interference. Uh, That's what I want. Without super soldiers interference, without bullets or anything hitting um, John Walker, I want him to beat him fair and square. Yeah, I'd no like to revise my ending after. And then <laughs> that's that's all I want. And then like um, obviously we know that there's a good outcome because we've seen some of the episode where. Sam and Buck are holding kids on their arms and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's what I want. That's that's what I want. The but uh, if you want to revise yours, Eric, go ahead. It's gonna go. Uh, it's gonna be a three on three melee. Uh, Sam is gonna have to deal with Bardrock, and then Bucky's gonna have to keep John Walker business from killing Carly. And then once Carly is hurt. We're going to see the power broker in one extension of an, or another outside of Bardrock take her off the field so that she can keep her in, well, experiment or whatnot. And then, oh, yeah, and yeah, at yeah, some point, they're going to do a switcheroo. And then Sam is going to talk down uh, Walker because now he's in a rage because he lost Carly. And he's going to, the same adm admission is going to happen. But. Now he's mad because he can't. He just lost his opportunity to truly avenge uh, Battlestar. Uh, all in all, it's gonna end up in like a Hawaii Five Wolf thirty second wrap up where everyone gets knocked out, and <laughs> and then after that we get to you know have kids for milk and cookies or whatever they do. America pie. Right that, there, it is. That's what I got. <laughs>
cool, cool. Um, anyways, yeah, so yeah, that's that's about it for that episode. Uh, David, you watched uh, Invincible yet? Three episodes in. Okay. Uh, I'm 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 behind. Ooh. I'm I'm just slow to that one. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. It's pretty pretty gruesome. So that's, um, <laughs> I love it. It's uh, the it, it, it's the comic book is a long running comic book right now, and it's it's pretty violent. The comic book is pretty violent. I mean, it was made in 2003. It started in 2003 and it's been it's still going on. Um, but what did you think of the first episode? Like the Bro. ending of the first episode? Because I'm just going to skip through that. Uh-oh. Nope, still here. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was gross. Like, I, I think that's the reason I'm taking so long with it. And I want to slow it down because I'm like, I get where they're going with it. I never read the comic books, but... Yeah, that shit was gross, and uh, it's a lot to watch, even for, like, you know, cartoon, anime style, whatever you want to call it. Like, that shit was gross. So, yeah, I'm going to take my sweet time with it. It seems like a good show. It seems very, like, formulaic also at the same time. Like, I don't really see any surprises coming, but I may be wrong. Who knows? Mm. Well, for the comic book reader like myself, who's read the comic book, uh, they're not sticking to the events in the comic book per se, so it's good. It's actually surprising. Like that scene that you saw at the end of episode one, that was in the comic book, but it was like only one page, and they didn't really fight. What happened was it just happened. Like they just showed that he, they didn't fight back. They, there was they had no chance. Like you know how Superman uses super speed. All of that happened in milliseconds, basically. Yeah, it all ra- happened in milliseconds. Anyways, okay. Well, I look forward to next week. Uh, we're going to do this again next week. Uh, Hell yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Dave. Yeah, can't wait. Let's uh, jump on, on the Blurred Society. Um, if you want to come back... Yeah, if you want to come back next week, we'll do it at the same time. Um... And we'll talk about uh, the season finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. See if your prediction comes through. See if they've actually uh, do a well-written episode. And it's not just like a 30-second I do have one question for the board before we go. And it, it, it. Involves, it involves Black Adam, the movie that they're producing. Or is uh-huh. in production. And it's a very simple question. What streak is going to win out first? Is it going to be the rock streak of always having a smash hit uh, in the in whatever he touches a movie, or is it just going to be DC's terrible writing streak? Can both coexist with each other? Uh, I'm going to go with a hard no on both because I haven't seen a good rock movie in a while, and DC still sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to laugh I mean, that hard. Oh my I, gosh. I feel like I feel like Why any of the Fast and Furious franchise with the Rocket is living proof that they can coexist. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it sells, right? I'm thinking that'll be more of the same. Right. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, no one both accounts. Well, 
the rock's charismatic nature is going to make it a big movie it's not going to be written well um but then again i could be wrong it probably be like not me Sam. people love that movie <laughs> it's a really it's i know not you it's a mediocre movie at best but it's still a good movie because it hits the beats that are needed to hit right it it's was not fun like, to watch it's not fantastic but it hits the notes that needs right? to be. It's not, it's not yeah, painful it's like the Superman remake. Whatever ones you want. You know what? <laughs> We're not talking about this. Okay? I will, unpopular opinion, I will take a Superman remake over Shazam any day of the week. Really? No, okay, no. Not, not, not Batman versus you know Superman what? or Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> the first one. I'm gonna... I'm coming off. I'm coming. No, we're we're done. This is it. It's over. If we talk about Zack Snyder, no, that's a whole that's like, a whole hour episode. No, no. All right. Okay. Thanks for. Yeah, I will do that at another time. But, Thanks for uh, having thank me. Thank you for joining us today again, uh, David. Uh, yes, I look forward to seeing or hearing your opinion on next week's episode. Uh, thanks again for joining us on the Blurred Society and. Uh, Peace out. Thanks. Take care, guys. You guys have a Thank you for listening to our first ever podcast episode of the Blurred Society. We'd like to thank you for sticking through this episode. Feel free to come back next week as we review the season finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is Gussie J signing off.